What's up, guys? Time for Who News. We're going to talk about Kanye West coming to Netflix. Superman is worth a whole lot of money and something else. I don't remember what it was, but tune in and you'll find out. Who News? Who knew? Who knew? What's up, guys? Here we are today. Vaughn Joseph here. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, depending on where you're listening or watching. You're probably listening. I don't usually promote too much on the YouTube, but here we go. So Netflix has acquired Kanye West's life documentary series. How interesting, right? So Netflix has acquired this documentary series about his life over the past two decades, including such events such as the passing of his mom in 2007, and his 2020 U.S. presidential candidacies. Very exciting stuff. So it was not clear whether West's ongoing divorce case with his wife, Kim Kardashian West, is going to be part of this documentary, but Kris Jenner has said that it will be in the last issue of, or last episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, um, which is currently on air. So they got to try and pump the ratings to that crap somewhere. Sorry, no commentary on this show. I forget, we save it for the end. So the last two decades of Kanye's wife, Kanye's life have been rather eventful. Prior to him becoming a musician himself, he was obviously a producer. His breakthrough work was with Jay-Z's Blueprint album of 2001. And man, that was 20 years ago. So over the years, he's released several albums of his own, including uh, The College Dropout, Late Registration, and of course, Graduation. He tied the knot with Kim Kardashian in 2014, and their union has produced four, yes, four children. So in 2016, West supported then-President Donald Trump. Then last year, he said that he was taking the red hat off as he launched his own presidential bid. Sounds like a Harley Davidson outside. <laughs> Other memorable controversies he had included interfering with Taylor Swift's acceptance speech at the MTV VMAs and accusing President, uh, former President George W. Bush of negligence towards Black people during the catastrophic Hurricane Katrina event. In recent years, he's also showcased his Christian faith, as you may or may not know. His latest album, Jesus is King, studio album won Best Contemporary Christian Music Album at the Grammy Awards last month. So according to Billboard, the series is expected to be out on Netflix this year. Speaking with Variety, one source said that the series' acquisition is worth $30 million, but it has not yet been finalized. So look forward to that Kanye West story. I'll watch it. I mean, it'll be entertaining at, at absolute, at very minimum. So we'll see how that turns out. You've got something new on Netflix now to watch, you guys. Superman. Good old Superman. I just watched an episode of Pawn Stars where someone was trying to sell one of the original Superman costumes from the film that Christopher Reeve wore, and he wanted $300,000 plus of, for this costume. And it was the original, one of the originals, obviously they made multiples. It was one of the original costumes. So Superman's first comic book appearance is in Action Comics number one, and it recently sold for three and a quarter million dollars. Wow, it's a book. I got a whole stack of comic books over here that I'm trying to get rid of. Uh, Golden Age and Silver Age comics. Holler at your boy. So 
Action Comics number one is a legendary comic book that featured Superman's first appearance, and it sold last week, a week ago yesterday, for $3.25 million. So the online auction and consignment company Comic Connect confirmed the deal in an announcement. The latest acquisition is by far the highest recorded acquisition of Action Comics number one, followed by another copy, which was sold for $3.2 million in 2014. In a statement following the sale, the auction house's COO said with collectible values trending upwards and cryptocurrencies, buzzword, minting new millionaires daily, I fully expect and plan on comic prices to continue to rise. So never mind, my comic book selection collection is no longer for sale. <laughs> so he also says, I believe that comics remain the most compelling investment with values that are immature in comparison to other categories. And this is an 83-year-old comic book in near pristine condition that launched the entire superhero genre that is such a huge part of our popular culture. If not for this comic and the introduction of Superman, comic books would have likely died off many decades ago. So that's a very interesting story as well. We'll keep an eye out on that. And uh, if you got comics and crypto, crypto is what's happening, man. I mean, I'm, I'm late. I'm late to the party. I get it. I'm late to the party. But I have a, a small investment in crypto, just very small, just to see you know, what's happening and it's already made, it's, it's made money. And I haven't even put any in any, the money that I put in, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm not going to give away too much. Check it out. Look, look up what you can do with Bitcoin. If you got any extra stimulus money laying around or whatever your case may be, I know that's probably unlikely, but whatever you can do, try and get in there. I heard the chairman of the Fed say something to the effect of cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin are, are like the next gold and he was trying to downplay it by using that as an example uh i don't think that's a very good example <laughs> to try and deter people from investing in crypto and and going towards uh fiat currency um let's see if i can find the article really quickly here he's not interested in crypto but calls them <laughs> substitute to gold well that's hot damn man that's pretty good so his name's Jerome Powell. He's the Federal Reserve Chair, and he's criticized cryptocurrencies in recent panel discussions, stating that the government's focus remains on traditional investments. <laughs> he voiced his opinions related to the cryptocurrencies. He stated that while cryptocurrencies do not compete against the dollar, they were a substitute for gold. He says they're he says it's more a speculative asset that's essentially a substitute for gold rather than for the dollar. So again, this is, I'm, I'm deviating from the show and this is commentary. So this should go at the end, but don't you want gold? Cause dollars are substantiated by gold. That's why everybody was saying, sell us your gold, sell us your gold. And yeah, anyway, the dollar is not going to be the world reserve currency much longer. China is on the way up. So moving right along, we have one more story to get at before we let you go for the day. I have to try and find it because I don't have my stuff up. Um, what should we give you? Western brands blurred on Chinese TV. Titanic postcard signed Love Jack expected to fetch over $15,000. Ooh, this one might be interesting. HBO's Q into the storm suggests Ron Watkins is behind QAnon. I'm not, not no. Powerpuff Girls are all grown up in upcoming live action series. 
new. That's not what we're after. We need a, a worthy news story for our listeners here, guys. Come on. This shouldn't be that hard. Woman with longest nails cuts them after almost 30 years. Ah, here's a good one. Couple vandalizes $400,000 painting by mistake. Now that is what I call an interesting story for you guys. So what's being claimed? A $400,000 painting displayed in the South Korea gallery was mistakenly defaced by a couple. Wow. <laughs> the painting was titled, untitled, uh, by an American artist, John Andrew Perillo. John won, as he's known in the art world, and is part of the Street Noise exhibition that opened in February uh, in Lot, Lot, Lot World Mall in Seoul. The piece is displayed with paint cans and brushes laid out in front, which reportedly led the unidentified couple to assume that the public was meant to participate in the art. Makes perfect sense to me. I've never been to a gallery before and seen live paint. Maybe the guy went on a lunch break while he was in the middle of painting or what they thought. Hey, there's actual live paint here. Let's paint and see what we can do. Can't be terribly mad at him. So that's not quite the case. The couple may now be accountable for some of the restoration costs, which have gone up to around $9,000. The report said that the staff at the exhibition noticed on March 28th that the artwork had been vandalized when they identified three new brush strokes. Wow, that is three grand a stroke. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, the couple was identified and mall authorities checked the security footage and got to these guys. The pair were arrested, but was released after they told police they thought the spectators were meant to participate in the artwork. Seems reasonable, right? Given the circumstances, the young couple does not seem to have done it intentionally. I hope the piece gets restored to meet the Korean audience like before. This is coming from the artist John One. So... The CEO of Contents Creators of Culture, Kang Wook, and co-organizer of Street Noise said in an interview with ABC News that they are communicating with the insurance company and are looking for ways to reduce the liability of the couple. I have to say, I think that the art gallery or maybe even the artist is negligent here. There, here's the commentary. Commentary, <laughs> always save it for the end. Shouldn't, shouldn't conflate the issues here. We're gonna keep it all separate. So you, you've, you've got an ex exhibition, an exhibit. Um, I've been to many art galleries around the world. It should have been roped off, you know, or, or wet paint, do not touch. Something basic, we're humans, we need a basic. It could even, that could have been part of the art exhibit, wet paint, you know, do not touch, whatever, a sign would have made perfect sense. I personally don't think they should be able to hold them accountable. There were not proper steps or measures taken to prevent this from happening. There were not proper steps or measures taken to inform the public that this is not for you to play with. It's not a part of the, or it is a part of the exhibition. It's not part of some sort of public uh, participation act. So anyway, good luck to that with them. Um, oh, here's an old story. The world will end in June 21st, 2020, according to alternate Mayan calendar reading. Nope, we're still here. <laughs> we're still here. Thank goodness, right? So um, that's it, man. These are nice, quick <laughs> stories for you today. Ooh, Google's new feature warns users not to use their phones while walking. Um, could have looked at that one, but 
maybe you should check out the global warning podcast for that type of stuff thanks for listening von joseph here i will see you guys when i see you next peace